Raw Truth Stories of Female Infidelity may contain explicit and questionable content. The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are those of the individual podcaster Rebecca Adams and are not based on the advice of a licensed therapist, psychologist, or psychiatrist. Listener discretion is strongly advised. What does ponder actually mean? Well, according to the dictionary, it means think about something carefully, especially before making a decision or reaching a conclusion. Well, as you know, on the Raw Truth Stories of Female Infidelity podcast episodes, we allow women to share their stories in a non-judgmental way about why they stepped out of their relationships. But there are so many other interesting topics that we all need to learn from and not to judge right away. So let's talk about it now. Let's ponder. Welcome to Let's Ponder on Raw Truth Stories of Female Infidelity. This is Rebecca. Hope you guys are all doing well on this Sunday morning assuming you're listening to it on Sunday morning, because of course, you know, it's the first thing you got to do <laughs> when you wake up is, is there a new episode out? So we are back in full swing here. And I've had a couple of episodes weekly. And we're back to the whole routine. So welcome back. I appreciate everybody. I appreciate obviously, I don't know how to talk. I appreciate everybody's support. Um, today, we are going to be talking with author Sean O'Reilly. A few months ago, Sean reached out to me. He had come across the podcast uh, because he himself had survived his own wife's infidelity and was interested in sharing his story that he wrote called When She Cheated, My Story of Surviving Her Infidelity. So of course, it's a, a perfect match for this podcast. And I welcomed him. He's been very patient while I uh, got everything going and then, of course, had the delay um, earlier this year. So, um, but first of all, let's welcome Sean to the show. Thank you, Rebecca. It's great to be here. So tell me, what is the name of your book and what finally inspired you to put these, um, your, your situation down on paper? Uh, my book is called When She Cheated, and it's my story on surviving her affair. And primarily, it was tied to the types of resources that I was looking for um, in the aftermath of uh, discovering my wife's, my ex-wife's affair. Um, it, really, it was I was looking for something about how I should react to the situation rather than my potential shortcomings and why she may have done uh, what she did. And, and I really just wasn't finding it, so I decided I could you know, attempt to be that resource um, for other men who are going through a similar situation, but also also for women who want to kind of kind of see the inner workings of really what I went through as a man who had to deal with this, um, you know, in, in that immediate aftermath of the, the discovery. Mm -hmm. um, exactly. And that's kind of, you know, with the now, how did you come across my podcast regarding female infidelity? It was funny. It was just, I was I was doing a Google search, um, really kind of early on. I was doing a Google search, uh, trying to find out, you know, what, where is this stuff being kind of talked about. Um, really, just trying to see if there were there were books like mine that existed out there. Uh, just googling things like stories on female infidelity and 
stories on men dealing with female infidelity. And quite honestly, I ran across your podcast. I said, well, let me reach out to, let me reach out to this person, you know, Rebecca, yourself, and, uh, and talk about this. You know, it's, it's crazy because there, you know, there's, there is a lot of help um, out there, I believe. This is my own personal opinion. Um, and I'm not saying one side of the party is more important, but whenever I see um, anything that has to do with betrayal, he did this, he did that, he cheated, you know, how to recover from your husbands, but there's not much. So it's it, there seems to be a lot of support when it comes to men's infidelity and the women that were hurt, which is important, but not as much on the opposite side, right? So um, as you know, I work with the women who were cheated on, I'm sorry, that were, che- that were cheating and the men that were cheated on. And so when you messaged me, I thought, oh my gosh, this is a perfect, perfect person to talk to as well, because you took it that step further. Um, you know, most men don't do this. Um, so a little bit about if you feel comfortable talking a little bit about how long you were married and, and you know, how long into your marriage did you find this out and how did you react when you first realized what was going on? Absolutely. So, um, so my ex-wife and I, we, we had been, we had known each other since we were, um, about 13 years old, um, dated in high school, um, dated throughout college, uh, long distance, and really had that, that connection um, and really a, a friendship uh, that went way back into you know, our formative years as teenagers um, and then really just grew up together. And um, we, we were married uh, for about eight years when I, when I found out. Um, you know, I think to a lot of what I did read was, you know, in, in the situation where a, a you know, wife cheats on her husband, it's it's not like the signs aren't there or or it's not like they're it kind of comes out of the blue. Um, I'd say around four or five years into our marriage, there was breaks. There was breakdown in communication. Um, definitely those signs of breakdown in communication starting to form. And, you know, I would say it was it was little things of us not wanting to have the uncomfortable conversation for a few years, mm-hmm. um, really not having the uncomfortable conversation of um, just that avoidance of a fight. Um, and, I, and I think it tied back into the fact that we were, you know, we, we did grow up together and, and we never really had those conflicts that we had to deal with. We we just kind of grew up in very similar situations. And, and you know, as we became adults and, and kind of grew up out of a very similar life situation and she had her career i had her, my career um she had her experiences that fulfilled her i had my experiences that fulfilled me you know there's an element i, I always kind of described um even when i was going through this as we were talking through these things of of kind of you know you're always two individuals and you're on these two paths and you know i, I feel like a successful relationship is when these paths stay somewhat in parallel to each other and when they start to diverge you know, you, you have the hard conversation, you do what you can to, to kind of course correct and get back back on that parallel path. Mm-hmm. And I, I think there are a lot of opportunities to course correct along, along the way. Mm-hmm. And at a certain point, our paths just diverged too far. And, you know, that is when uh, I, I suppose she, she decided to uh, step outside of our marriage. Um, I will say that what I came to find out was that the affair was going on for about two and a half years. 
Um, wow. that, was, that was very shocking uh, for me. Uh, yeah, I can imagine. And it was it was somebody I, I knew. It was it was a coworker, um, and, and basically, uh, you know, her employer. Um, so there was an element of trust in that person from my end, and you know that that was a pretty devastating um, discovery to make because um, I I really think that you know even if things are bad, you still operate in this element of truth or or I can really say trust. Um, even if you weren't communicating well, even if, you know, you feel like your ship's passing in the night, there's an element of you, you at least trust this person won't act maliciously to intentionally hurt you. Right. Um, and that, and that was kind of a breakdown that day. And, and a lot of my book is, is really dealing with that reality. It's, it's, it's dealing with that, that instantaneous moment where really that element of the marriage, the, the last piece, the, the trust that, that you, this person won't do anything to intentionally hurt you, um, breaks down. And, you know, from, from my perspective, it was, it was more of the reaction to that action that mm -hmm. and I wanted to, I wanted to find a resource that was, how do I deal with that reaction? Because there was a lot of, I found a lot of resources that were all about action. It was all about, okay, women cheat for this reason, men cheat for this reason. Um, you, as a husband, you can be better by doing this. Therefore, um, she won't cheat again. But mm -hmm. those weren't helpful in those initial days of, you know, having your world kind of explode in front of you. Right, right, right. You need a little bit more deeper here <laughs> and not mm -hmm. just being topical, but more, you know, inward. How can you emotionally, you know, cope with this? So when you found out were you wanting to work it out or had you decided that's it, I'm done? Or was she saying I'm done? You know, it's funny. Um, it's funny you bring that up because I, I would have always thought that if, you know, before this happened, I always thought this was a very black and white issue um, where it would be this kind of epic, you know, I'm done. Um, you know, I can't believe you did this and storm out of the house and, and just, you know, pack your pack your stuff and get out. Um, it, it wasn't quite like that. I, I honestly took my time. Um, my book actually touches on that. In the, in the first day, um, I didn't confront her. I, I call it my one more day of normal. Um, it just, it so happens that the reason I found out was it was a uh, message that I found on her phone uh, from her employee, uh, from her employer, and they were about to meet up on a business trip. Um, kind of a company retreat of sorts. So she was actually heading out of town the following day. So I found out um, my heart was, you know, in my throat. <laughs> and I decided to kind of do what I always do on a Saturday morning. Um, it was kind of go for a run and really just, just think about it and think about how I wanted to handle it, think about what I wanted to do about it. And where I landed was I, I wanted my, I wanted one more day of normal and I realized she'd be going out of town. So that would give me at least some time to formulate, you know, my thoughts around it and, and what I wanted to do about it. How did she react when you confronted her? So it's funny. Um, when I, I actually confronted her while she was on, on her work trip, um, due to some discoveries that I, I found this in the subsequent days uh, after seeing the text messages on her phone. And at first she did deny um, in, those, in those initial uh, 
few conversations or, or back and forth on the phone call. Um, and then I really literally had to lay out everything I found um, in order for her to kind of accept that, that um, you know, I, I knew what I was talking about and I, I knew I knew the truth. Um, you know, and it's funny, it's, I go back to thinking about not confronting her initially when I first found out because one of the things that I found myself doing when I first found out was I had these two text messages on my phone and you know, I, I, maybe it's just the way you act in a marriage when you're, when you're married for eight years, but you want to give somebody, someone, uh, you know, you love the entire benefit of, of the doubt. And I, I really found myself finding any excuse I could to justify, not justify, but to think about, you know, maybe this was some sort of twisted joke, or maybe this was some mm-hmm. sort of plot to, you know, get us to communicate or, or something, it, you know, as far sure, fetched yeah. as that sounds, it's, it's amazing how you start grasping at those straws pretty sure. easily, you know, pretty quickly until, until the evidence is quite honestly, fairly overwhelming. And then you just can't deny yourself anymore. So um, at that point, then you guys, you decided that you were going to break off the marriage. Uh, actually not, not immediately. Um, okay. You know, uh, again, a lot of the resources I, I found were tied to, you know, how do you reconcile? How do you, mm-hmm. um, you know, and that's, you know, again, kind of the noble thing to do is, is right. to try to reconcile. And, um, you know, it's it's funny. I did a lot of kind of soul searching in those first few days um, after she came back from her work trip. And, and you know, we, we were trying to figure all this out. I found myself putting a lot more effort in, into um reconciling quite honestly um one of the things i i found uh that was pretty powerful for me is that uh, forgiveness takes one direction reconciling takes two um interesting and one of the things that uh, looking back is I, i unfortunately got caught in this ping pong game um where i was trying to see if there was anything left to save in the marriage and she had quite frankly told me that she was in love with with this other man. Um, and, you know, it's I, I got caught in that kind of, I, I call it the, the ping pong game. Um, and really it took me finally just putting down, putting down the paddle and saying, I'm not playing this anymore. Right. Um, and that's when things became a lot more clear for me uh, in the aftermath. But that did take, um, it, it, it took about six weeks to get there, quite honestly. Um, and, and it's funny, I... <laughs> As I was writing my book, my, my book is only, it really only goes into the first four days of, um, after the, after the uh, discovery, it's really just the first four days, uh, about dealing with that, that range of emotions, um, mm-hmm. as you're dealing with the aftermath, I intentionally kind of stopped there. I talk about it a little bit at the end of my book, the next phases and kind of some of the, the, I call it the life marches on and, and, you know, what happened next. Um, and, and I talk a little bit about what I call the preservation phases. Um, I think what I, I went what I went through in that six weeks was preserving the marriage, really to preserve myself. You do, you don't realize how much of your identity and how much of you is caught up in this marriage. I mean, career, house, finances, everything that makes you know your life routine, you know, almost routine and boring to a point. <laughs> becomes the things that, well, if I give up this marriage, then I'm just blowing up the whole thing. Right. And, you know, I, I haven't had a lot of time to think about this. And it's, 
it's actually one of the things I, I thought of as the um, one of the most cruel aspects of the discovery was um, when you're the person who finds out, um, you have a split second to try to come to terms with all those aspects of what do I do now? You know, you you didn't you weren't thinking this way, you know, a minute ago. Um, whereas the person who is who has made this choice uh, to, to cheat, at least in, in my ex-wife's case, um, had you know several years to think about the implications and think about an exit strategy. So um, that's kind of where I landed after that discovery of kind of what I do, what do I do next. Mm-hmm. So in your book, would you consider it um, uh, like a self-help in a way for people to read? Or is it more just sharing what you went through, you know, finding out and how you dealt with it personally? Are you giving any suggestions to people or? It's primarily my story in the first Mm -hmm. uh, four days. And, but I, I do intertwine uh, a bit of reflection back and a bit of you know now that i've had some some separation from this you know i I think back on the way i acted or i think back on the way i felt um i do uh talk in the book about a few key takeaways Mm -hmm. um and then i talk about you know a little bit in the book uh towards the end about you know what happened next and you know what my goals and hopes are uh, for life going forward. Um, so it, it, it is a book. I, I tell it in the first person. It's, it's, um, it's interesting. I, I almost compare it to a, a movie. When I, when I sat down to write this book, it's like a movie that you, you've seen forever. But if somebody asked you to recite a line of a movie, this movie that you've seen over and over and over again, you couldn't pull it out of thin air. But as soon as you start watching it, you can recite every line. Right. Um, that's the way I kind of felt about the story. I, I sat down to write it and it just, it just flowed. And it was just all those emotions, um, all the senses, you know, all the five senses of, of the situations, they all, all, you know, were flowing out and it's very healthy and cathartic to write it down. But I do spend a good amount of time reflecting back on, in the book on, you know, specific things I felt, you know, the hour after I found out or, you know, the day after I found out or when I found something else in going through some of her stuff uh, while she was on her work trip. And, and you know, those raw feelings, the, the physical manifestations of pure anguish um, mm-hmm. and, and finding some of the, the things I found. And, you know, I, I, I talk about that in detail. I felt that was important to talk about that in detail because I think a lot of, I, I think what makes, uh, you know, the male experience a little different, at least in what I found was available as a resource was there's just always this, this notion of, you know, kind of just man up, you know, um, right. or, or that, you know, your experience doesn't necessarily matter because it, the typical situation is, you know, men cheating on women. That's the more, you know, typical thing and and you know it's 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 old it's not not great <laughs> you know it's a, but the, but the experience is is different and i think what i found was this overwhelming uh, the resources i found were these overwhelmingly kind of a man up be a better man and this won't happen again and i mm. i kind of you know that, that wasn't very helpful for me um no. in those first few days and i kind of wanted to talk about how it wasn't helpful and, and just really honestly just talk about my experience and it's real raw um, in the raw way I experienced it. 
So it's, you know, when we're talking about you writing things down, um, I, when I receive stories, like I said, they're short versions of <laughs> what you've done. Uh, the, the people are real, um, they're interested, but then they kind of hesitate on wanting to write it down because they don't know where to start. I give them some guidance with that. They do it. And then I hear from them saying, oh my God, this felt so good to get out. Just like you said, um, I even had one guy the next day message me and said, I just can't be as mad at her as I usually am. You know, they were separated. They weren't together anymore. But every day he was hating her and hating her. He wrote it out. And all of a sudden he goes, I'm still mad. But that little extra hate, ugh, it's just not there anymore. So, you know, the term cathar cathartic that you had mentioned, definitely. I see that with so many people. And I'm so impressed that you were able to sit down and just just lay it out the full, the full, the full everything, you know, as to what you went through. Um, and you, you felt, did you feel then after all of this, that you were able to really have closure on everything or do you still carry a lot of anger with you? You know, it's funny. I, I don't think you ever feel a, a true sense of closure, right? This is always something that's part of your, part of your life, but I, I do feel that it was extraordinarily healthy and helpful. Um, you know, I, I mentioned in, in the forward of my book that I, I've changed, changed the names. Uh, the story is real, but I've changed all the names. This is not a revenge book. This is not some sort of, you know, uh, my way of kind of getting back. Because I don't think revenge is really healthy. I think it, it, I think it does more harm than good. Sure. Um, this is really just about sharing my experience. And what I found actually was, was kind of an interesting byproduct of changing the names in the story is I, I started to think about it as exactly that, just a really a, a, a compelling story, um, a compelling story that has a lot of, might have a lot of um, use for people going through it. And I started to think about my own story as really just that, it's a story and, and, and a way to kind of say, okay, well, this story happened and now I can move on. It's always going to be a story that's in my life, yep. but now I can, I can kind of move on. Um, and that was a real, um, a uh, hopeful <laughs> I was hopeful that that would be the product of the book but I was really surprised at how much it, it really did it really did help um and it's funny the when I chose to write the book I actually didn't set out to write a book I, I I'm actually an engineer uh by trade so um I'm a I'm a math and science and numbers guy um I was always the kid who who did not want to write more than five pages for my for my essays <laughs> um but I, I sat down thinking I was going to actually going to write a little bit of a blog. Um, and then I started writing uh, blog excerpts and realized, you know, I'm, I'm writing my story. I'm just going to write this as a book. And that's really how it all kind of started. That's great. That's great. Um, so I'm going to ask you just your thoughts and opinions on one specific case, just from a man who's gone through this. Um, I actually have one person that has actually submitted a story. I haven't released it. Um, he keeps in touch with me. He knows his wife is cheating. She has been for a long time. He has her phone um, bugged. He, you know, so he can see everything that's going on. And he is afraid to confront her. Now, this man works. He's the breadwinner. She doesn't. And their children are adults. And... I'm encouraging him to, what, what benefit is it to him to stay going in this direction? 
you know, he, 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 same kind of thing, upset, doesn't want to upset his household. And I said, your children are adults. Do you want to live the rest of your life feeling this way? And he's, he's really struggling with what to do or how to do it or how to, you know, say anything to her about it. She denies it and he has proof. Is there any, and I know you're not just like me. We're not psychologists. We're not therapists. We're just people with experiences. Um, you know, from your experience, what would you say to a person that says this to you? You know, I would say the, the first step towards really being free um, and, and feeling, feeling that first step towards uh, really relieving a lot of that stress was um, really living in the truth and mm-hmm. acknowledging this is happening. Um, whether you're going to reconcile the marriage or not, um, a, a, a close relationship just can't, it, it can't live in the shadows. It can't right. live in, in resentment. And um, it, it's a real thing that I've carried forward with me is just that uncomfortable conversation, the open communication mm-hmm. uh, with your partner is, there, there's no substitute for it. Um, and anything, anything short of, of complete transparency and just being completely open with your partner, um, it, it really is a freeing thing. It's a tough conversation in the moment. It's a, it, and especially in this case, it's a, it's a, it opens up a lot. Um, it was, it was a grueling several months of, of going through this, but coming on the back side of it, um, I can honestly say my life is, is better than I ever thought it would be. Um, you know, it's, it's just a very freeing thing to, to be honest, honest with the person you're with and honest with yourself about what, um, what you deserve in life and, you know, whether, whether or not this person that you want to commit to, um, is, is, is worthy of that. And if so, you, you can work on it and that honest communication. And if not, then you make those choices to, to remedy the situation. Okay. That's great. Thank you. So where can people find your book? So my book is on Amazon. Uh, it's on the Kindle store as well as in paperback. Um, and also you can go to my website. It's uh, Um There's a little bit on there about my story, uh, why I chose to write the book. Um, and then there's, you know, direct links to Amazon there, as well as just getting in touch with me. Um, if there's, you know, I've had a few people reach out to me through my website and send me emails about their experiences and going through this. And it's, that's kind of why I did it. It's just a, it's really amazing um, to, to get some of the feedback I've received um, from other men who have gone through this, but also women who, you know, may have cheated on their husbands or, or thinking about um, possibly cheating on their husbands and really wanted to see what the, you know, what the effect is uh, on somebody going through this. Um, so again, that's www.whensshecheated.com book.com uh or just on amazon you can google when she cheated book by sean o'reilly okay and what i will do is actually have the link to his website and amazon and everything on the episode notes so um the listeners will be able to go straight there as well but they'll have that as a resource to be able to find you and definitely you know of the men and and the women that listen this may be something really really helpful for you most of the people listen to my podcast they listen to these stories but this is just taking it a step further and focusing on what a man really truly goes through when his wife has been unfaithful sean thank you so much for joining i really appreciate it and and i'm 
happy that you're moving forward with your life and and hopefully finding happiness and and just living it to the fullest. Oh, thank you very much, Rebecca. I really, I'm, I'm so glad I reached out to you, and uh, I really appreciate you having me on and being um, so enthusiastic about having me and, and allowing me to share my story. Absolutely. You have a good day. Thank you. Thank you. Well, that was great. I think that was very brave of him to really put his heart on the line and what he went through and everything when he found out his wife had been unfaithful. Again, the name of the book is When She Cheated. And uh, his website was whensheecheatedbook.com. And I will put the link to Amazon, like I mentioned in the episode notes, so that you can click on it and check him out. Um, he said he's got it in paperback and Kindle. So um, if you're interested in, in reading that, then definitely uh, go order your copy. And that will bring our episode of Let's Ponder today to a close. Thank you all so much for subscribing and downloading today. It would be great if you have a moment. If you happen to listen on Apple Podcasts, just take a moment and rate me a five. Five stars would be awesome. Feel free to even write a review. That helps. It just really helps other people be able to find me. The more reviews and ratings that you have, the higher you are up on the list so that people can find you a little bit easier. Also, if you have a story you would like to submit uh, for the Raw Truth episodes or even for the Patreon episodes, if you've been... um, If you're a lady who's been unfaithful to your husband, partner, or even if you're a man whose wife has been unfaithful, or perhaps you as a man have been unfaithful, send me a message, uh, rebecca.rawtruth at gmail.com. You can always visit my website, rawtruthstoriesoffemaleinfidelity.com. Right there, you can sign up for Patreon, which is the $3 a month pledge, which allows you to have two extra episodes a month, plus my bloopers, early access, commercial-free episodes. Um, You can check out the merch store. You can download the story guides. Those kind of help you when it comes to writing your story. That's what they're for, just to kind of help form the story. Voting for me. Oh my goodness. I was so, so surprised when the February charts came out and I came in at number 21 and I was 40 in January and I figured with everything happening, not um, being able to put out my episodes for a couple of weeks or being able to you know be on social media as much and to find that you guys were there still for me all this time and you pushed me up to that number 21 thank you so much that's the highest I've been on the charts and I really really appreciate it you can continue to vote are we going to be on there for March so you can go to the website and also look there and message me directly so until next time Be happy, be healthy, and always remember, no judgment. Goodbye.